Section 16 of Smithsonian Institution, United States National Museum, Bulletin 240, Contributions from the Museum of History and Technology, Papers 34 through 44 on Science and Technology, by the Museum of History and Technology. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Paper 40, History of Phosphorus, by Edward Farber. The cold light produced by phosphorus caused it to be considered a miraculous chemical for a long time after its discovery, about 1669. During the intervening three centuries, numerous other chemical miracles have been found. Yet phosphorus retains a special aura of universal importance in chemistry. Many investigators have occupied themselves with this element and its diverse chemical compounds. Further enlightenment and insight into the ways of nature can be expected from these efforts. Not only is the story of phosphorus a major drama in the history of chemistry, it also illustrates in a spectacular example the growth of the science through the discovery of connections between apparently unrelated phenomena and the continuous interplay between basic science and the search for practical usage. The author, Edward Farber, is a research professor at American University, Washington, D.C., and has been associated with the Smithsonian Institution as a consultant in chemistry. When phosphorus was discovered nearly three centuries ago, it was considered a miraculous thing. The only event that provoked a similar emotion was the discovery of radium more than two centuries later. The excitement about the phosphorus igneous, Boyle's icy noctiluca, was slowly replaced by, or converted into, chemical research. Yet, if we would allow room for emotion in research, we could still be excited about the wondrous substance that chemical and biological work continues to reveal as vitally important. It is a fundamental plant nutrient, an essential part in nerve and brain substance, a decisive factor in muscle action and cell growth and also a component in fast-acting, powerful poisons. The importance of phosphorus was gradually recognized, and the means by which this took place are characteristic and similar to other developments in the history of science. This paper was written in order to summarize these various means which led to the highly complex ways of present research. The Element from Animals and Plants it was a little late to search for the philosopher's stone in 1669, yet it was in such a search that phosphorus was discovered. Wilhelm Hamburg, 1652-1715, described it in the following manner. Brand, a man little known, of low birth, with a bizarre and mysterious nature in all he did, found this luminous matter while searching for something else. He was a glassmaker by profession but he had abandoned it in order to be free for the pursuit of the philosophical stone with which he was engrossed. Having put it into his mind that the secret of the philosophical stone consisted in the preparation of urine, this man worked in all kinds of manners and for a very long time without finding anything. Finally, in the year 1669, after a strong distillation of urine, he found in the recipient illuminant matter that has since been called phosphorus. 
he showed it to some of his friends, among them Mr. Kunkel. Neither the name nor the phenomenon were really new. Organic phosphorescent materials were known to Aristotle, and a lithophosphorus was the subject of a book published in 1640, based on a discovery made by a shoemaker, Vincendo Casciarolo, on a mountainside near Bologna in 1630. Was the substance new which Brand showed to his friends? Johann Gottfried Leonhardi quotes a book of 1689 in which the author Kletvich claims that this phosphorus had already been known to Fernelius, the court physician of King Henry II of France, 1154-1189. through To the same period belongs the Ordinatio Alcidbecher Saracini philosophy, in which Ferdinand Hofer found a distillation of urine with clay and carbonaceous material described, and the resulting product named escarbuncle. It would be worth looking for this source, although Bechel would still remain an entirely unsuccessful predecessor. It does seem strange that in all the distillations of arbitrary mixtures, the condition should never before 1669 have been right for the formation and the observation of phosphorus. For Brand's contemporaries, at least, the discovery was new and exciting. The philosopher Gottfried Wilhelm von Leibniz, 1646-1716, considered it important enough to devote some of his time, between his work as a librarian in Hanover and Wolfenbüttel, his efforts to reunite the Protestant and the Catholic churches, and his duties as a privy councillor in what we would call the Department of Justice, to a history of phosphorus. This friend of Huygens and Boyle tried to prove that Kunkel was not justified in claiming the discovery for himself. Since then it had been shown that Johann Kunkel, 1630-1703, actually worked out the method which neither Brand nor his friend Kraft wanted to disclose. Boyle also developed a method independently, published it, and instructed Gottfried Hankwitz in the technique. Later on, Jean Hillot, 1685-1765, gave a meticulous description of the details and a long survey of the literature. To obtain phosphorus, a good proportion of coal, regarded as a type of phlogiston, was added to urine, previously thickened by evaporation and preferably after putrefaction, and the mixture was heated to the highest attainable temperature. It was obvious that phlogiston entered into the composition of the distillation product. The question remained whether this product was generated de novo. In his research of 1743 to 1746, Andreas Sigismund Margraf, 1709 to 1782, provided the answer. He found the new substance in edible plant seeds, and he concluded that it enters the human system through the plant food, to be excreted later in the urine. He did not convince all the chemists with his reasoning. In 1789, Macure wrote, there are some who, even at this time, hold that the phosphorical or phosphoricia acid generates itself in the animals and who consider this to be the animalistic acid. Although Margraf was more advanced in his arguments than these chemists, yet he was a child of his time. The luminescent and combustible, almost wax-like substance impressed him greatly. 
my thoughts about the unexpected generation of light and fire out of water, fine earth, and phlogiston, I reserve to describe at a later time. These thoughts went so far as to connect the new marvel with alchemical wonder-tales. When Margraf used the essential salt of urine, also called sal microcosmicum, and admixed silver chloride, or horny silver, to it for the distillation of phosphorus, he expected a partial conversion of silver by phlogiston and the added fine vitrifiable earth, but no trace of a more noble metal appeared. Robert Boyle had already found that the burning of phosphorus produced an acid. He identified it by taste and by its influence on colored plant extracts serving as indicators. Hankwitz described methods for obtaining this acid and Margraf showed its chemical peculiarities. They did not necessarily establish phosphorus as a new element. To do that was not as important at the time as to conjecture on analogies with known substances. Underlying all its unique characteristics was the analogy of phosphorus with sulfur. Like sulfur, phosphorus can burn in two different ways, either slowly or more violently, and form two different acids. The analogy can, therefore, be extended to explain the results in both groups in the same way. In the process of burning, the combustible component is removed, and the acid, originally combined with the combustible, is set free. Whether the analogy should be pursued even further remained doubtful, although some suspicion lingered on for a while that phosphoric acid might actually be a modified sulfuric acid. Analogies and suspicions like these were needed to formulate new questions and stimulate new experiments. They are cited here for their important positive value in the historical development, and not for the purpose of showing how wrong these chemists were from our point of view, a point of view which they helped to create. The widespread interest in the burning of sulfur and of phosphorus naturally caught Lavoisier's attention. In his first volume of Opuscule Physique et Chimique, 1774, he devoted twenty pages to his experiments on phosphorus. He amplified them a few years later when he attributed the combustion to a combustion of phosphorus with the eminently respirable part of the air. In the Method de Nomenclature Chimique of 1787, the column of undecomposed substances lists sulfur as the radical sulfurique, and phosphorus, correspondingly, as the radical phosphorique. The acids are now shown to be compounds of the undecomposed radicals, the complete reversion of the previous concept of this relationship. A part of the old analogy remained as far as the acids are concerned. Sulfuric acid corresponds to phosphoric, sulfurous acid to phosphorus acid with less oxygen than in the former. Early Uses In the 18th century, phosphorus was a costly material. It was produced mostly for display and to satisfy curiosity. Guillaume Francois Ruel, 1703-1770, demonstrated the process in his lectures, and, as McCure reports, he very often succeeded in making it. Robert Boyle had the idea of using phosphorus as a light for underwater divers. A century later, 
instant lights were sold with molten phosphorus as the igniter but they proved cumbersome and unreliable because white phosphorus is highly poisonous an active development of the use in matches occurred only after the conversion of the white modification into the red had been studied by emil kopp eighteen forty four by wilhelm hittorf eighteen twenty four to nineteen fourteen and in its practical application by anton schroter eighteen o two to eighteen seventy five the most exciting early use however was in medicine it is not surprising that such a use was sought at that time any new material immediately became the hope of ailing mankind and of striving inventors phosphorus was prescribed in liniments with fatty oils or as solution in alcohol and ether for external and internal application a certain dr kramer found it efficient against epilepsy and melancholia seventeen thirty a professor hartman recommended it against cramps however in the growing production of phosphorus for matches the workers experienced the poisonous effects in the plant of black and bell at stratford this was prevented by inhaling turpentine experiments on dogs were carried out to show that poisoning by phosphorus could be remedied through oil of turpentine chemical constitution of phosphoric acids in a long article on phosphorus edmund vilm wrote in eighteen seventy six for a century urine was the only source from which phosphorus was obtained after gone in seventeen sixty nine recognized the presence of phosphoric acid in bones scheele indicated the procedure for making phosphorus from them actually gone used at first hartshorn cornu chervi ustum and scheele doubted until he checked it himself that his esteemed friend was right a few years later scheele corrected gone's assumption and the sal microcosmicum was an ammonium salt instead it is a tertiary neutral salt consisting of alkali mineralifixo that is sodium alkali volatili and acidophosphorine in the years after seventeen seventy phosphorus was discovered in bones and many other parts of various animals treatment with sulphuric acid decomposed these materials into a solid residue and dissolved phosphoric acid many salts of this acid were produced in crystalline form heat resistance had been considered one of the outstanding characteristics of phosphoric acid now however in the process of drying and heating certain phosphates it became clear that three kinds of phosphoric acids could be produced ortho pyro and meta brasilia cited these acids as examples of compounds which are isomeric this word was intended to designate compounds which contain the same number of atoms of the same elements but combined in different manners thereby explaining their different chemical properties and crystal forms it was in eighteen thirty that brazilius propounded this companion of the concept isomorphism which was to collect all cases of equal crystal form in compounds in which equal numbers of atoms of different elements are put together in the same manner together the two concepts of isomerism and isomorphism seem to cover all the known exceptions from the simplest assumption as to specificity and chemical composition however only a few years later thomas graham eighteen o five to eighteen sixty nine 
proved that the three phosphoric acids are not isomeric. He used the proportion of 2P to 5O in the oxide which Berzelius had thought justified at least until an example of the contrary could be sufficiently established. Refining the techniques of Gay-Lussac, 1816, and several other investigators, Graham characterized the three phosphoric acids as a terphosphate, a biphosphate, and phosphate of water. Actually, this was the wrong terminology for what he meant, and formulated as trihydrate, bihydrate, and monohydrate of phosphorus oxide. In this manner of writing the formulas, each dot over the symbol for the element was to indicate an atom of oxygen. Thus, he wrote H3, three dots, P, four dots, H2, two dots, P, three dots, and H, one dot, P, one dot. Graham had come to this understanding of the phosphoric acids through his previous studies of alkoates, definite compounds of salts and alcohol, analogous to the hydrates. 1831. Liebig started from analogies he saw with certain organic acids when he formulated the phosphoric acids with a constant proportion of water, aqueous, and varying proportions of phosphoric acid, P, as follows. 2P3 aqueous phosphoric acid. 3P3 aqueous pyrophosphoric acid. 6P3 aqueous metaphosphoric acid. Salts are formed when a basis, that is, a metal oxide, replaces water. When potassium acid sulfate is neutralized by sodium base, the acid salt divides into glauber salt and potassium sulfate, which proves the acid salt to be a mixture of the neutral salt with its acid. Sodium acid phosphate behaves quite differently. After neutralization by a potassium base hydroxide, the salt does not split up. A uniform sodium-potassium phosphate is obtained. Therefore, phosphoric acid is truly three-basic. This result has later been confirmed, but the analogy by means of which it had been obtained was very weak, in certain parts quite wrong. The acids from the two lower oxides of phosphorus were also considered as three-basic, Adolphe Wirtz, 1817 to 1884, formulated them in 1846, according to the theory of chemical types. PO, three dots, O3, phosphoric acid, H3. PHO, two dots, O2, phosphoric acid, H2. PH2O, one dot, O, hypophosphorus acid, H. Further proof of these constitutions was sought in the study of the esters formed when the acids react with alcohols. Among the analogies and generalizations by which the research on phosphoric acid was supported, and to the results of which it contributed a full share, was the new theory of acids. Not oxygen, Lavoisier's general acidifier, but reactive hydrogen determines the character of acids. In this brief survey, it seems sufficient just to mention this connection without describing it in detail. The study of phosphoric acids led to important new concepts in theoretical chemistry. The finding of polybasicity was extended to other acids and formed the model that helped to recognize the polyfunctionality in other compounds, 
like alcohols and amines. The hydrogen theory of acids was fundamental for further advance. In another dimension, it is particularly interesting to see that large-scale applications followed almost immediately and directly from the new theoretical insight. The first and foremost of these applications was in agriculture. End of section 16.